Welcome to For Norsking Asamer. Uh, I'm not too sure what language that is, but in English, it means Norwegianization of the Sami, which is our focus of the podcast today. Uh, my name is Emmanuel, and I'm going to be talking about just overall what Norwegianization was and the boarding schools and like kind of the process that went into creating the boarding schools. Then my name is Justin, and I'm going to be here to talk to you about the effects of Norwegianization on the Sami and how those boarding schools really impacted the Sami way of life. And my name is Jada, and I'll be talking about the outcome of everything. All right, so to start, I'm going to give a little bit of an introduction on the Sami. Um, there's about 80,000 Sami people, and they all mainly live in like Norway, Sweden, Finland, and Russia. Um, about half of them live in Norway. Uh, there are three main groups. You know, you got the, the sea Sami, the mountain Sami, and the forest Sami. And I know the Sami had to pay taxes to three nation states, Norway, Denmark, Finland, Sweden, and Russia. And they had to pay these taxes because of a rise of nationalism in Europe around 1800. And that rise of nationalism ultimately is what led to Norwegianization. And Norwegianization was basically an official policy carried out by the Norwegian government directed at the Sami and the Gaven, which were other people affected by Norwegianization, but you know, we're just focusing on the Sami. But uh, the, the goal of the government was to assimilate non-Norwegian natives into an ethnically and culturally uniform Norwegian population. And they were doing this because the Black Plague you know, wiped out a lot of the population. You know, about 60 to 76% of farms were left vacant. So the government was giving these land, this farmland to the Sami, but the Sami, they had no concept of land ownership, so they couldn't, they couldn't keep these lands, and then they couldn't you know, go back and settle on their own lands because the colonists had already settled on there. So the Sami were basically left without all land. And you know, fast forward in about 1700s, that's when the assimilation process really started to begin. And at that time, it was motivated by a religious agenda, but in about the 1800s, it became increasingly influenced by social Darwinism, and nationalism and social Darwinism is kind of like survival of the fittest, you know, like uh, people are better than other people or, because, or higher than other people because they're simply better. And in this case, uh, the Sami people were, their culture was, guard, uh, was regarded as primitive and uncivilized and they needed to succumb to the Norwegian nation state. And so basically the Sami uh, were established as an inferior race here. And so from about 1850 to 1980s, that's where you see most Sami children were sent to the boarding schools. And to talk a little bit more about the boarding schools, you had three main periods. You had the transition period, the consolidation period, and the culmination period. And that first period, the transition period, was from about 1850 to 1870. And in this period, they were basically just trying to get down like the policies for the schooling. Um, so, you know, you had two different sides, like kind of going back and forth on, I uh, guess, what to, I guess, the policies of the school. You know, you had one side was arguing for an active use of Sami language in education and religious environments. But the other side was arguing was they were just like, you know, if we're going to do this uh, assimilation process, you know, it needs to be, we need to do it to the full extent. And so they were arguing that, like, all education should be conducted in Norwegian to make the Norwegian process as effective as possible. And that ultimately is the route that they went down. And a fund was established by Storting in 1851. And um, they basically used this fund to pay for the education of teachers, as well as pay raises for teachers. And they also used it to reward children who were quick to learn Norwegian. So I guess that was kind of a way to uh, speed up the assimilation process. 
and the next period, the consolidation period, lasted from about 1870 to 1905. And then this period was really about like the creation of the first boarding schools. And they have this thing that was passed. Uh, I'm not sure I'm saying it right, but it looks like Wexel since Blackton, but that basically forbade Sami people from acting as educators in multilingual schools. And uh, the, goal, the, the, the goal was basically like the government wanted to reduce the sense of identity and community within the Sami people. You know, and as I said earlier, um, like the first boarding schools were established in 1901, and they took the children out of their homes because they wanted to isolate them from their roots and communities. And they even, like the government even conducted a systematic Norwegianization of place names in Finnmark, you know, by they were placing original Sami names with Norwegian ones. And uh, the last period, the culmination period, uh, lasted from 1905 to 1950. And from here, you really saw like what the government was doing was really working. And I have a stat here, which I thought was like pretty interesting when I first read it. And uh, in 1930, 61% of the population in Kvenijin reported that they were either Sami or Kven. So you have 44% said they were Sami, and then 17% said they said that they were Kven. So, and while 39% described them as ethnically Norwegian, and then in the same area, a census 20 years later in 1950, 0% of the population in the same area reported that they were of Sami or Kvenn ethnicity. And I thought it was crazy how in just like 20 years, they were able to wipe out like a whole culture in that specific area. And it kind of speaks to how like they were treated and like how they were treated disrespectfully. And I know Justin can talk a little bit more about the effects of the assimilation process. Yeah, that uh, stat you brought up, though, that was actually pretty interesting. You know, when you look at like when the Norwegian government, they started putting up these building uh, these uh, schools, you know, their main idea was to persecute the Sami culture, the Sami way of life. And just to think in that 20, 30 year difference in census, you know, they they did their job like they did what they wanted to. They got rid of the Sami population and how they identify themselves. So I I'm not saying it's a good thing, but I mean, it's it's very interesting. You know, they they got their what they wanted done just off of these boarding schools. So I just, I find that very interesting. Um, like you were saying, um, the boarding schools were really driven by the social Darwinistic idea, I, ideas and the Scandinavian governments, you know, they came together and said, you know, the Sami tribe almost, they called them, the Sami tribe was a lower social evolutionary status than them. So they had the bright idea of, you know, hey, I'm, we're going to, we're going to come up here and save them. You know, we're going to enlighten them with our way of thinking because our way of thinking is the only right way of thinking. So they uh, they founded these boarding schools in, like, the late 1800s, early 1900s when these boarding schools started to rise up in the uh, Sami population. And the, at first, these schools were under the direction of the church, and then after a little bit, the governments, you know, they came in and said, we're going to take it over, we're going to bring our people in, and we're going to we're going to do it how we want to do it. So um, once the government came in, that's when the Sami language was really thrown out. They said, we want you to only speak a Norwegian form of language because we want you guys to become the best. That We want you to not be Sami anymore and become the best Norwegian you can possibly become. So the around the 1910s, really, um, 
they really forced every Sami child to leave their family behind and attend these boarding schools. And, you know, I thought it was interesting, you know, out of all 12 months of the year, only these children were only allowed to go home for Christmas and two weeks in the summer. Everything else, they were they had to become Norwegianized and they had to be at school every day. So I just thought that was interesting. Um, but yeah, these these Sami children were really stripped from their language and way of life. Um, and the schools, if you were caught speaking Sami or dressing in Sami clothes, you were pretty much either physically or mentally abused. Um, you would get beat by the schoolmasters. You would get yelled at, screamed at, you know, told all these nasty things because they, they don't want you to be this lower life form anymore. They really want you to be embrace that Norwegian ideals. So um, they taught the Sami children that the Sami way of life was inferior. You know, they're not doing what's right for themselves. They're not doing what's right for their people. So they really focused on the ideas that the Norwegian way of life is so much better and we're going to teach you everything about it because the Sami way of life just sucks. So in the 19, but in the, around the 1950s, um, the new, newer Norwegian generation started to come to power, and they were like, this is kind of messed up, you know. So they started to change the Norwegianization policy. At first, they started implementing Sami language to be taught in these boarding schools, and they, let, they did that for a little bit. And then around the 1960s, they just said, screw these boarding schools. We know we're going to let these Sami people embrace their way of life let them do what they want to do, just let them really embrace their like nature and what they believe in as a Sami culture. But um, yeah, these boarding schools were really messed up. They really messed over the Sami culture, Sami way of life. I know like when I was reading through some of the articles, um, these Sami like children, once they got through the schools and they started having their own families, they would not teach their children the uh, Sami language or Sami culture because they were really scared to be persecuted the way they were. They didn't want their children to have to go through what they did, so they really just said, you're Norwegian now, you're not Sami anymore, you're just going to be a common Norwegian person trying to make it through every day. So, um, yeah, that's... That's really all I've got for the boarding schools. I know Jade has got some more interesting stuff for us. So. I mean, I think it's really crazy how these boarding schools basically brainwash these Sami children into, like, dropping their whole culture and language. Yeah. And the outcome of all this, like, it's just crazy because there's not many Sami people or children who speak their language. Like, there's about 52,000 Sami that live in the four countries today, such as Norway, Finland, Sweden, and Russia, and only about 70% speak the language. And I think it's really good that there are a lot of opportunities to learn the Sami language in these four countries because there are about six schools in Norway that only teach in the Sami language, and I think that's really nice. Yeah, because there's a bunch of different languages that are incorporated into the Sami language, so we don't really know what the Sami language is anymore. So I'm really good, like glad that there's schools teaching the language. And I can't believe that 
these boarding schools really just basically brainwash these children. Like, it's kind of sad how parents don't want to teach their children because older generations experience what happened in the boarding schools, such as like abuse and stuff. And I'm, it's just crazy. So today there's a bunch of broadcasting uh, media industries. There's a lot of teachers learning the Sami language and culture. And many Sami have switched from hunting and gathering and herding reindeers to like reindeer pastoralism and sedentary agriculture. And the population mostly receded northward into Norway and it's beginning to increase, and many Sami are migrating to the Sápmi area, which is the four countries I mentioned earlier. And um, going off of what you said, Justin, that many Sami felt ashamed of their language and culture, today, many younger generations are eager to learn their Sami language, and in the 1980s, Sami-related things began to gain popularity. In Sweden, there are many Sami schools, and I guess today, a lot of, you can't really find many teachers that like teach Sami culture and language, be, like after elementary. I guess it's because like the language isn't really big and you don't really like know what's going on. And many universities are trying to find like I guess Sami people who know their language, like from the older generations that learned or are trying to learn. They're trying to get those people. There's like this one university in Norway. They're like trying to get people who are like Sami, like within the Sami traditions, and they're trying to like educate them about their, I guess, language and culture, since you can't find many, so that they can have teachers that teach younger generations. And I just think that's like really interesting. But yeah, they're also trying to find people who can like make duotji right, which is like traditional Sami handicraft, like clothing, um, I guess, little like crafts or stuff. And yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I know in those boarding schools, they really, I was reading, they really did not like the seeing those Sami, you know, handcrafts. So I think it's, I think it's interesting that they're trying to revitalize their culture you know it's kind of hard when you're when you have to skip a generation because they got brainwashed like you said yeah. they got brainwashed into believing you know they're they're not good they're they have to adapt and but I think it's I just thought it was interesting how you said you know all these younger generations of the Sami they really want to learn the Sami way of life and how their generations before them they don't want to teach them because they don't want to have to go through that persecution like they did so yeah I'm just glad that the younger generation like want to embrace their culture I know like some people who are who live in the states that are from like their culture and heritage is like from a way different country I know they feel ashamed sometimes because they experience racism but you can't really compare it to what the Sammy experienced like from the older generations like it's just really sad yeah and uh like to speak on what Justin said about how they were treated in uh, boarding schools, um, you know, like my family were from Nigeria. Like I've never even been, but like I just love Nigeria. I love the culture. So, but like if you know somebody came in and told us, you know, we got to go to boarding schools and strip us of our culture and language and all that, like I could even imagine just like what that, what that would feel like. And to speak on what Jada said about how you know a lot of the young people are eager to learn. 
you know, I think that's, that's, that's a very good thing, you know, because, you know, you don't want your culture to die out. And like that's something my, something my parents always, you know, try and tell us, you know, like we don't want our culture to die out. So I think it's just a good thing that, you know, these people are eager to, you know, revitalize that culture and learn more yeah. about their culture. Yeah, I feel like young people today should really look into their culture and language and heritage and like embrace it because you never know something like this could happen to you. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I know reading about like the Canadian, the Inuit schools, you know, they got stripped of their culture and, you know, we're really seeing because we're a lot closer to Canada than we are to the Sweden, Scandinavian area. Like we're seeing more of the effects that the those boarding schools had on those Canadian Inuits and, you know, I, I really never heard of the Sami before I, before we started looking into this yeah. and, you know, it's just incredible to see how far they've come as a people group and how, how much try like bad they've had to go through and, you know, they're, they're still fighting. They're not going to go down without, without a fight. They're going to, they're going to get their way through this. So I just think that's, that's awesome. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for listening and have a good one.